0: Today's episode of The Overwhelmed Brain is brought to you by Native, a clean deodorant that smells great and simply works. For 20% off your first purchase, visit NativeDeodorant.com and use the promo code BRAIN during checkout. Life presents the toughest challenges. Every day you are faced with decisions that test your ability to express who you really want to be in this world. We're told to keep saying affirmations and keep thinking positively, but What do you do when that stuff doesn't work? Welcome to the Overwhelmed Brain, where you'll learn to make decisions that are right for you so that you can create the life you want now. Hello and welcome to the show. This is Paul Coliani, and I'm here to help you increase your emotional intelligence so that you can avoid dysfunction, handle toxic situations with grace and ease, and show up as your authentic self. Everything I talk about on this show is my personal opinion and is meant for informational and educational purposes only. Always consult a medical or psychological professional before making any changes that could affect your physical or mental health. And uh, thank you so much for being here. I want to talk about uh, probably jealousy in this first segment. You know, as a young kid, I held a lot of jealousy and I became very possessive in my relationships. And uh, anytime my partner wanted to do something without me, I felt left out. I felt abandoned. And, you know, I didn't use those words back then, but I definitely felt jealous. And um, I didn't want her to do anything without me with other people. It sounds possessive. It was possessive. It sounds controlling. It was controlling, and my own insecurities were controlling that relationship. And many of my relationships failed because of that jealousy and controlling nature. So I think I want to discuss that this uh, first segment. So I'm going to get into that in a moment. I just want to let you know that if you haven't filled out the survey I'm taking now, I would love for you to do that. Um, the survey will probably end in a couple of weeks. Uh, today's date is. Uh, September Fourteenth, 2019, uh, when I'm recording this. So what I'm trying to do is collect data for uh, the advertisers that advertise on this show. And I want you to uh, get the right advertising. I know probably none of us want advertising, but this is kind of how this works. (laughs) We have to continue advertising to continue to pay for the show, to continue to um, also spread the word of good products and good services. And I believe uh, to this point and continuing, I'll be spreading that word. So if you could help out and share your information so that I can share it with the people who get advertising for this show, then what you'll hear is more relevant to you instead of something that's irrelevant to you. If you could help out, please go to theoverwhelmedbrain.com forward slash survey and you'll be forwarded to that survey. It's a really quick one, but it will help the people that find the advertising for this show, to cater to you in a way that benefits you and, of course, us. So again, if you want to help, theoverwhelmedbrain.com forward slash survey, it would mean a lot to me, and it should mean a lot to you too, because then you'll get advertising that makes sense for you. So anyway, back to jealousy. Uh, I want to tell you my jealousy, or at least one jealousy story in my life, because I grew up very jealous, and when I was a teenager... I had a girlfriend and everyone she talked to, at least with the opposite sex, would make me wonder what she's talking about. It would make me curious in a bad way. It would make me think, uh, what is she doing? Is she talking about me? Is she thinking about leaving me to go with him? And I would have thoughts like that. Uh, So one day she went to work and I'm not particularly proud of this at all and uh that night when she was coming out of work, I was hiding in the bushes. Again, I was a teenager, but back then I waited for her to come out or of her work and see who she talked to because she said she was talking to a guy at work and it was all innocent and it was, it was no big deal, but I had jealousy, so I wanted to substantiate that. I actually wanted to catch her so I could say, aha, I caught you. I wanted to catch her. There was something that needed to justify the jealousy in me. So this is what jealousy can do. It can cause you to do certain behavior to help you justify it, almost to get closure on it. It's really dysfunctional where you're trying to get closure on something that you don't want to be true. This is almost human nature, I think, with a lot of people, is that we don't want it to be true, but we need the evidence to support that it's true just so we can feel better in ourselves that we were right but then we have to deal with the pain of not wanting that to be true. So um, I know there's some psychology behind that, some probably studies. But um, also I wanted to find out if it was false. There needed to be closure that I hope it's not true. So either way, I wanted something to happen because that's what we do. We, we want to justify what we're feeling or thinking or completely nullify what we're thinking or feeling. Let's just make it true or untrue so that we can go on with our lives that's why I always encourage you not staying in a rut. When you don't know or have enough information, you just have to make a choice. You know, I talk about that in other episodes where you don't know how your partner feels or you don't know how someone you love or someone in your family feels, but you never ask. You never talk about it. You never say, you know, how do you feel about this? Or how do you feel about me? Do you even like me? You ask these hard questions that you don't want to hear the answers to so that you get out of the rut of dysfunctional thinking. Well, dysfunctional in the way that it keeps you in the same pattern over and over again every day. You don't want to stay in that pattern. You want to get out of old, unhealthy thinking patterns so you can move on with your life. That's why it's important to try to get out of the rut. And this is probably where the psychology of all this kicks in, is that when you have jealous or possessive thoughts, you want closure. You want to prove your thoughts right or wrong. And so that day I sat in the bushes and waited for her to come out. And she was talking to a guy and I'm getting worse feelings. Why is she talking to that guy? It was all innocent. And then she's walking around talking to him and then she leaves and it was no big deal. But I still felt like there was some sort of violation of our relationship. And I talked with her when I got home and I asked her, so what'd you do after work? And she told me she was talking to this guy. And then I asked, well, okay, uh, how long did you talk to him? And she said, I don't know, 10 or 15 minutes. And then I said, that's not true. You talked to him for a lot longer because I was there. So I gave myself away. Again, I'm not proud of this, but you know, I told her I was there and I was watching and I wanted to catch her in a lie because that would justify what I was thinking and feeling, making me feel better about myself but making me feel like crap because I was making all this stuff up because I was having this nightmare that something else was going on um, and trying to justify that. And she didn't know what I was talking about. She's like, you were there? And I had to explain myself. And of course, that helped to disintegrate the love and the trust that we had. That time of our lives passed, but slowly but surely, our relationship started to fail in many ways. So not long after that, we did end up breaking up a few months later, and for that reason and many other reasons, because of my possessiveness, and my jealousy, and my insecurity, and my fears, even though I had proven that they were unjustified. Like I could have left that night where I was hiding, knowing that, hey, what she said was true, why don't I strengthen the trust that I have in her? And of course, there's the whole thing of, well, am I supposed to tell her now? (laughs) Should I go home and tell her what I did or should I just chalk this up to what a stupid thing? What was I thinking? Let me just keep this in in my own brain and uh, I'll never bring it up again and I'll trust her from this point on. I didn't do that. Of course, I was young. I was a teenager and there's a lot of things that we don't put together when we're teenagers. We don't have the life experience or the wisdom, which is why it's sometimes very hard to be a young person teenager, 20s, especially when jealousy and uh, similar insecure feelings come along because we don't have any life experience to go, you know what, when I felt this way before, it didn't pan out that way uh, and I was just wrong. And we can add that to our feelings of confidence and security and move on with our lives. Or we were right and we know what signs to look for. You know, it could go either way. It's just harder to do when you're younger. So if you're younger and you're listening to this show you have to give yourself a break that you're going to have thoughts and feelings that feel very real, that feel scary, that feel like this is the end of my life kind of stuff if you know they're talking to that person or um, they do this kind of behavior. And you give yourself a break knowing that you don't know everything, that you haven't been through all of life's experiences, and that you will still go through many more life experiences before you learn what's real. Because a lot of the thoughts that we have aren't real. They have some basis in reality, but we make stuff up. Oh, he's talking to her, therefore he feels less love toward me. He finds her more attractive, or you know, she's talking to him, or he's talking to him, or she's talking to her. You know, It depends on the type of relationship you have. But it's all the same. That person is attracted to that person. How does that affect me? I mean, that's the stories we make up until we ask, hey, are you attracted to that person? Oh, my God. What if they say yes? Well, yes, uh, she's quite attractive, but, you know, I'm not interested in dating her. And then to have enough confidence in ourselves to go, oh, good, because I don't want her to get between us. And then that person says, of course not. I don't want that person to get between us either. I love us. I want us to continue. And then we can move on with our lives. But that's not usually what happens. Usually what happens when we're carrying jealousy and insecurity around is that we make up more than there is. Sometimes. I mean, sometimes it can be true. But how often is that true? When it's true, it's the other person doing the bad deed. And it's not a matter of us being jealous. It's more a matter of us being observant. Like, what's going on over there? Why is that person talking to that person so much? Why do they text each other so late at night? I'm not saying that any of these are red flags by themselves, but when you start to put all the pieces together and you realize, hmm, something more is going on here, then you might have some certain feelings that come up. Yeah, there might be jealous. Yeah, there might be anger. There might be more. And you just have to put those pieces together and then have a conversation about it. Because not everyone is truthful. Hopefully you're with a truthful person and you won't run into this. But this is why you have a lot of conversations. You communicate a lot and make sure that you're on the same page with the relationship. And you find out who they are through this conversation. You find out who they are through their actions, through their their behaviors. And you also remember who they were before you met. Is this person acting differently than who they were before we met? I think that's important is if they are not acting any differently Uh, but your insecurity is coming up because they're acting the same way they used to act before you met, then is the issue really in the relationship or with that person? Or is the issue in you thinking that you are in a relationship and you believed they'd change? Because if you had a belief that they'd change when they met you, then you might be fooling yourself. I mean, I hate to just throw that out there, but you might be. Like, why didn't they change? Now they're, they're in a relationship. They should be with me and only think about me and only want me and only talk with me and only want to go out with me. If they're quite the extrovert, do you expect them to become an introvert? You know, you have to look at these things and assess them all and find out if those qualities are affecting the relationship. And if they are, is it because you didn't notice them before or you did notice them, but you hope they would be different? So that's, it's important to assess that kind of stuff so you don't go around blaming the person for not being who you want them to be. So that's that side of it. Um, the other side of uh, jealousy focuses more on your own self-worth, your own self-esteem, your own confidence in who you are and how you feel about yourself. Because sure, maybe they were that person and maybe they have calmed down a little bit and they are not so much that person anymore because now they're with you and they've changed little behaviors and maybe they're okay with those changes and they don't need to be that person anymore because they've settled down a bit. Uh, And that would be great. But what if they didn't? And so now we look at, well, how do I feel about this? Am I passive-aggressive now? And letting them know in subtle ways that I'm not happy with their behavior. Because that's what happens a lot in jealous relationships is that the jealous person will do a lot of passive-aggressive behavior and expect the other person to see that I'm angry. They're going to see that I'm angry because I'm going to give them the cold shoulder. I'm not going to talk to them or I'm going to give them that dirty look when that person calls or that person shows up. I'm not going to be happy and I expect them to see that I'm not happy and know why that I'm not happy. So instead of communicating exactly what I'm feeling, what I'm going through, I'm going to expect them to read my mind and know exactly why I'm upset. And when we do that, we risk so much. We risk so much because we take out the communication aspect and we expect the other person to conform through our subtle manipulation and control. Because that's kind of what the silent treatment is. If you're using the silent treatment or if you're giving dirty looks, it's a form of control. I want you to change so that you'll satisfy me, so that you'll please me. And I'm going to give you this dirty look without telling you why, because I want you to be able to change on your own. But you're not really changing for you, you're changing for me. So your behavior, the behavior that I don't like, needs to change in order for me to be happy in our relationship to succeed. And when you do that, you introduce an element into the relationship that causes both of you to drift apart. You introduce a wedge into the relationship. Non-communication is a wedge in the relationship. And the subtle deception by not telling the other person what's really on your mind, and the manipulation where you get angry and you give them a dirty look or you're silent and you expect them to read that and change their behavior, that's manipulative. I'm sorry to say if you do this, that's manipulative because you're not telling them exactly who you are, what you want, what your boundaries are, what your values are. You're not showing up as your authentic self. You're trying to control your environment and the other person by doing behaviors that cause them to make them feel bad. That is classic emotional abuse. And if you do that, I apologize, that is emotional abuse. doesn't mean you're an abuser, it just means that you're doing behavior that is typical of emotional abuse. And when you try to make someone feel bad about themselves, or feel bad about their behavior, or even feel guilty about what they're doing, that means you want them to change, to conform to the person that you want them to be, which is abusive. doesn't mean you're a bad person, it just means you're doing behavior that's not conducive to a... Healthy, strong, long lasting relationship. And most likely it will push the other person away. In fact, it will. I'm just going to say it will push the other person away. If not physically, at least emotionally. They will emotionally distance themselves from the person that is doing things like that, that has expectations that aren't verbalized so that they can't be talked about and does this passive aggressive kind of behavior in order for the other person to feel bad enough to do something differently. I know this from firsthand experience because I did it for years. I did it with a few of my partners for years, where I would do the kind of behavior that made them feel bad so that they would change. And it worked. They did change. They would do behavior against their own will most of the time. And they would also drift away from me. And that led to the breakdown and eventual breakup. Of every relationship that i've ever had and so i learned the hard way what that does and so i need you to be aware of the behavior that you might be doing in your relationship whether you're jealous or insecure or not that is causing the other person to not want to be with you as much to not want to share with you as much to not want to explore strong feelings with you because they will emotionally distance themselves from you to protect themselves. So I'm not saying the other person is 100% right and you're wrong. I mean, they could be doing things like this. They could be doing other things. They could be just doing bad behavior that is not acceptable. Absolutely. I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about people that are really trying You know, I've had uh, emails come my way that say, you know what, my boyfriend does this and he's so faithful and he's always been faithful and I trust him. However, uh, he talks to this one girl and he talks to these other people and I always get jealous when he does that. But he's, he's honest and he's faithful and I never caught him once doing anything that might be considered betraying or anything like that. I just get jealous. And so I will give him the silent shipment. I will get angry. I will say, I don't want to go to the party if she's going to be there. I will do things like that. And he accepts it and he's okay with it at the time, but I can tell he's not happy about it. I can tell that he doesn't like this behavior. So these are the kinds of people I'm talking about is that the other person seems to be trying, trying to conform, trying to do what you want them to do because they know that you have jealous tendencies or you are possessive or insecure. So they are changing their own behavior for you, not for themselves, but for you. And when they do that, are they starting to emotionally distance themselves from you? And if they are, then we know we have a problem in the relationship. I mean, there's a problem already if there's not enough communication going on and you're doing these types of dysfunctions. But um, if this has been going on a while and they they actually are a good person, they actually are trying, and they're not out there trying to make you jealous or anything like that, then that's the type of person I'm talking about. I'm not talking about a, a person that actually is doing behavior that is truly harmful to the relationship or harmful to you or your values. That's a different type of person. That's a different type of relationship, and that needs to be addressed in a different way. I'm talking about if you are carrying around this jealousy or constantly looking to seek validation from another person, constantly seeing the other person as your source of happiness. And if they focus their attention on anyone else, that creates an insecurity in you and you don't want them to focus on other people. All of these feelings that we might have at some level, even if it's small levels, we have to be aware of and have to work on so that we don't create the rift in between our partner and ourselves. So when I come back, I'm going to talk about what jealousy involves and what you can do to resolve it. And then during the outro, I'll have some final words on that. But uh, it's a packed show. So if you have or have had any issues with jealousy at all, this is the episode to listen to because, uh, like I said, I've got it packed. And um, I also created another episode on jealousy or several episodes on jealousy that will be helpful if you're trying to gather all the notes that you can and work on yourself. Uh, Just look in the archives over at theoverwhelmedbrain.com. Be right back after this. Well, it's the deodorant my girlfriend swears by now. She can't stop using it. She loves it. It's Native Deodorant over at nativedeodorant.com. I want to tell you about this product because not only do I like this product, but there are over 7,000 five-star reviews from their customers. And at Native, they create safe, simple, effective products that people use in the bathroom every day. And some of the many benefits of their deodorant include uh, being formulated without aluminum. I mean, there's so many products out there that have aluminum, and it's hard to avoid. And I don't think I want that going in my body. They also don't include parabens and talc. And they're filled with ingredients found in nature, such as coconut oil, which is an antimicrobial, and shea butter, which is a moisturizer and emollient, and tapioca starch, which absorbs wetness. And another great, great feature about this deodorant, which is one of the biggest reasons that my girlfriend loves it besides the other stuff, is that there's no animal testing. I mean you just can't find that. Plus, it just works. Native can hang with your workout, busy mom or dad life, or 16-hour day. They've been featured in L, Good Morning America, Pop Sugar, Nylon, Hello Giggles, and more. And Native has something for everyone. It comes in a wide variety of enticing scents for men and women. Plus, they release new limited edition seasonal scents throughout the year. They also offer an unscented formula and a baking soda-free formula for those with sensitivities. And there's no risk to try. They offer free returns and exchanges in the USA. So check it out. Go to deodorant.com and use the promo code BRAIN during checkout. And you'll get 20% off your first purchase. That's deodorant.com. Use the promo code BRAIN during checkout. And you'll get the discount for your first order. It's safe. It's effective, and it's worth it. Welcome back. We're going to talk about what jealousy in relationships looks like so that you can understand it, and you can also do some reflection on what I'm talking about today because like I said, uh, you may not be jealous in your relationship or you might have jealous tendencies that come up, a little enviousness that comes up uh, or other insecure feelings that when you think about your partner doing something or saying something or being a certain way, makes you feel a certain way. And so it's important to understand why you do, why you feel that way. And you may know, I don't know. But I'm going to share with you some of my insights on this and my opinions of what jealousy in a relationship looks like. Uh, The first thing is when you have thoughts that your partner wants to be with someone else besides you. This is pretty obvious, but why do you think that? Why do you get jealous when you think about your partner wanting someone else besides you? That's the deeper question that really dives into the insecurity. Uh, There are two major ones that I look at when it comes to jealousy and one is that you have low self-worth. If you carry around a fear of abandonment and don't believe anyone wants a long-term relationship with you, you'll probably believe that the next best thing to come along will be what entices your partner to leave. So This is a sense of low self-worth that when you walk around with it, Of course, you're going to think other people are more worthy and, you know, not just worthy, but um, more of everything more attractive, more wealthy, more appealing, more sexy. You're going to have all these thoughts that you don't believe you are of a certain level. So you're going to see other people at that certain level, which in a roundabout way equates to self worth. It's not all self worth. I mean, self worth is usually how our parents make us feel when we're younger. And when we take that feeling of lack of self-worth or full of self-worth, it turns into a certain level of self-esteem when we grow up. And so you might have a low self-esteem because you had low self-worth as a child, or you might have an average amount or a higher level of self-esteem when you grow up, depending on how you felt when you were younger. But definitely having a low self-worth makes you look at other people as more worthy, more attractive, more wealthy, more this, and that you believe your partner would want that because they are, quote, worth more. So this is, again, this is what jealousy might look like in a relationship. We're going to talk about how to hopefully resolve and heal from jealousy shortly. The next part about having thoughts that your partner wants someone else besides you is that you have body image issues. You might think, Why would my partner want someone with a body like mine when they could easily find someone else with a nicer body? If you can relate to this like I can, uh, we're on the same team. We're on the same thought process where most of my life and even today I've had body image issues. I believe that there's so many better male bodies out there than mine that my girlfriend could just drop me and find a guy with a nice body. Um, The problem with that line of thinking as a man (laughs) and a boy when I was a teenager and in my 20s, I thought that body was the most important aspect of a relationship. And so I would not consider asking certain women out because I felt that my body was inferior and I thought that women would judge me based on my body, Um, not only not wanting to see me with clothes on but especially without clothes on so i would have a problem even connecting with women like that because i didn't have the confidence i felt insecure and as i grew older i found that most of the women that i've met aren't necessarily thinking about the body they're thinking about having a great person in their life that just wants to connect and laugh and share times with. I'm not saying that attraction isn't there and that body doesn't matter completely, but I put so much emphasis on my body that it kept me from doing a lot of things in life. So when I was in a relationship, that body image stuff comes up and I believe that, well, there are guys with nicer bodies out there. So I became jealous and I became worried that my girlfriend could just find someone else with a better body. And of course, anyone that she found would have a better body. That was my thinking back then. So I would have to carry around a certain level of fear and insecurity in the relationship, which leads to jealousy. So that's only one little thing so far on what jealousy in a relationship looks like. Another thing is believing that when your partner doesn't show you enough attention or adoration, that there must be something wrong with the relationship or maybe you think they're falling out of love with you. So what ends up happening is some people will adore their partner more and dote on them more. And the problem with that is that it leads to repelling the other person usually because they feel your neediness and don't have the energy to be your sole energy source. You'll drain them because they become your power source of happiness. So, That's a mouthful there, but really what it comes down to is if you're with your partner and they don't show you, quote, enough attention or adoration and you're used to receiving it and that helps you validate that the relationship is still good and one day you don't receive it, you might have more jealous thoughts. You might have more jealous feelings on that day because you'll think, why aren't they showing me adoration right now? Why aren't they giving me attention? Why are they taking time to themselves? Why are they going out with their friend instead of going out with me? If you carry around that constant need for validation, that constant need for attention, that constant need for adoration, it's going to come off as needy and it does become repelling to the other person because it is very hard to be someone's sole source of happiness, someone's sole power source because you drain them. So if this is you, this is just something to be aware of. We haven't talked about what to do next to get into a better space to help you with the jealousy, to heal it. We're just defining what it looks like. So let's go to the next one. Jealousy in relationships uh, also has a component of being more insecure when they spend time with other friends and family, and especially members of the human race that they are attracted to. So this is a segue directly from the last one, which was... Believing that when they don't show you enough attention or adoration, there must be something wrong. This is when they go the extra step and actually spend time with other people, especially potential partners. I mean, they don't have to be potential partners, but as a man, if I spend any time with any woman, that could be a potential partner because my sexual preference is women. So whatever your partner's sexual preference is, if they hang around with those people more and you have insecurity then what you're going to find is that jealousy could certainly develop. But not only that, the level of insecurity could determine if you become jealous or upset if they spend time with family and friends. Because you might think any time taken away from me or us gave me time to become more fearful that what we have is fragile. And if you think, oh my God, what we have is fragile, you might start to respond by becoming, again, more adoring and more needy with your partner. So it's another way jealousy shows itself in a relationship. Another one is when you ask questions that show a big lack of trust. What time did you get to the store? Who did you talk to? How long did you stay? What did you talk about? These are all seemingly innocent questions, but do they contain with them a seed of mistrust or a giant blossom of mistrust? And you especially look at it when the questions are done in a subtle way so it's not clear that you're grilling someone for information for example I would alter my personality and pretend that I was happy that she saw so-and-so at the store and I would say oh wow that's great how's he doing and what I really wanted to say was oh great what did you talk about specifically did he hug you did you hug him back did you talk about me did he mention his girlfriend at all I wanted to pry, but instead I relied on subtle questions to extract information, which is of course a very passive-aggressive move. But when you ask questions that show a lack of trust, that can develop into jealousy. All right, I got two more things that help to describe how jealousy appears in a relationship. The next one is whenever your partner shows a sense of individuality, you feel threatened. After all, if they choose to do something on their own, it excludes you. Therefore, you might think the relationship's in trouble, or they don't love you as much as they used to. Their freedoms are threatened by jealousy and possessiveness. That's a good way to look at this, is that when you become jealous, does it threaten their freedom to be themselves? Does it threaten their freedom to talk to anyone they want to talk to? Is your behavior threatening their freedoms? And this is good to know because if you find yourself wanting to control what they do as an individual, oh, you're going to go do your hobby or you're going to go play, are you going to go hang out with the guys or the girls? If you find yourself not wanting them to do that because you feel insecure and if they do that, it's taking away from you or the relationship, this can be how jealousy shows itself. Now, this doesn't mean that if someone is doing that more often than not, like the guy hangs out with the guys five nights a week and only you one night a week, and then the other night he has to himself, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about typically healthy relationships otherwise. I mean, there's a certain level of balance in your life where you can hang out with your friends, you can do recreation, you can play games, and you can hang out with each other, and everything kind of balances itself out. But if there's an excess of not wanting to spend time with you, that's a different story. So I'm talking about how jealousy will end up showing itself when a lot of these components combine. And I think that's a good one. If you or your partner want to show any sense of individuality and do their own thing and the other person feels threatened, that's just good to be aware of because it usually doesn't go well. And one of the final components of how jealousy looks In a relationship and this is certainly not the final one but this is just one of the ones on the list i created here you feel like you own your partner or they feel like they own you now in my relationship i knew i didn't own my girlfriends over the years but i felt like she was an extension of me it's a very narcissistic tendency and whatever my girlfriend did had to be something that i do or approve of otherwise she was offending me or emotionally hurting me in some way It's a way of controlling someone so that they don't feel that sense of independence and freedom to be themselves. So if you feel like this person is sort of an extension of you and you want to be able to control that extension like you would control an arm, this definitely leads into possessiveness and jealousy and can be a real ugly thing in relationships. So that's the list of what jealousy can look like in a relationship. When we return, I'm going to go over what you can do to resolve jealousy. That's in an even deeper topic. I'm not going to get to everything, but I'm going to get to some major stuff that can be very helpful. We'll be right back. All right, Welcome back. In this segment, I'm going to tell you what you can do to take steps to resolve and heal from jealousy. Hopefully, get rid of it altogether. I come at this from a place of previous jealousy where I used to be a very jealous person. I used to be a very possessive person. I didn't want my girlfriends to hang out with anyone but me. Uh, I was very needy. I was very much a people pleaser too. Like I believe the more I pleased you, the more I doted on you and took care of you, the more you'd want to be with me. I thought it was a reciprocal thing. But um, as you've heard probably in my other shows, if you haven't tuned into the ones about people pleasing, where the more you people please, the more repelling you are. (laughs) Sorry, sorry to say that. I mean, that's where I was. I was repelling as a people pleaser, like most people pleasers are. At least the ones that really push the limits, they're always saying, what can I get for you now? What can I do for you now? Let me do something for you. Here, let me get that. It gets overwhelming and the person's sense of identity and individuality gets taken away. Not the people pleaser, the one that they're people pleasing. So if you you find yourself people pleasing someone else, you are literally taking their uh, sense of autonomy and identity and individuality away. I shouldn't say literally, that's probably not true, but you are taking away freedoms and even meaning from their life because you're doing everything for them. They can't think for themselves if you're always thinking for them. And what ends up happening is that A, you can't think for yourself because you're so busy thinking for them and B, they don't know who the heck you are. They don't know who they're dealing with. They don't know what your opinions are. They don't know the real person underneath so they have to guess and it's very 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 difficult to be around someone who's always thinking of you and doing things for you and never really giving too much concern for their own welfare and their own life and and offering their own opinions because you don't get to know the person at all you just see someone wearing a mask and it's more obvious than you think so if you have ever people pleased or are people pleasing now and you're always trying to make sure other other people are happy, but you don't concern yourself with yourself. Uh, not only will you get burned out, but you will burn everyone else out too. It's just not the way it's supposed to work. I have episodes on that, so certainly listen to those if that's what you're dealing with now. But uh, that does come into play with jealousy and possessiveness and insecurity, because you're so focused on other people. And you're going to hear in a moment how that comes into play. So. Let's go over this list. What can you do to resolve jealousy? Well, number one is, and it's a little strange, but remember that you don't own anyone and they will always have their own thoughts, ideas, and opinions that you can't control. This is an acceptance of the inevitable. I know that sounds defeating, but if you have jealous thoughts in your relationship, just tell yourself I don't own that person. You can even say, I might be jealous that he or she does some certain behavior, but as an individual, they have every right to do that behavior. Now, that might make you feel uncomfortable, but keep listening because the next item is to remember that, which is number two, the most common reason for jealousy is mistrust. You can't be jealous if you trust someone 100%. There's just no way to do it because you trust them. You know that what they say is true and you know that they will always be there for you. They, you know that they're not going anywhere. You have 100% even faith and trust in them. So what you need to do is ask yourself where this person created a mistrust in you and think about that. Where did this person create a mistrust? In many relationships, in many of the couples I've worked with, the mistrust came before the relationship started, before they ever met, because they weren't a trusting person. They couldn't trust people in their lives, because who knows, maybe their parents didn't show up in a way that they could trust, or someone abused them, or something else happened. And so they brought this mistrust into their relationships. And so if you realize the most common reason for jealousy is mistrust, you can't be jealous if you trust someone 100%. This is why it's important to ask yourself where this person created mistrust. If they didn't, if they didn't create a mistrust in you, then not trusting them is definitely illogical. And hopefully it creates a shift in you that says, oh, this person has never showed up in a way that causes me to mistrust. And that doesn't mean you can't have suspicions. There might be something that you need to look at, but I've always said that when you have a suspicion, you should either prove yourself right or wrong right away which makes me encourage you even more to communicate well with your partner or whoever you're working through with us. But figure out where this person created the mistrust in you. And if you can't figure that out because they are generally trustworthy, then what you're doing is you're aiming your jealousy stare at the wrong person because you can't be jealous towards someone you don't trust. Even if someone you don't like comes on to them, if you trust your partner, you know they wouldn't do anything to take a chance at ruining a good relationship. So that in itself may not be helpful to heal the jealousy, but it should loosen the grip on it a little bit. The number three step to resolving jealousy in a relationship is to remember that you two are together right now for one of two reasons. And these are important. So listen closely. It could be reason number one or reason number two. So let's start with reason number one. Number one is that after all the failures in their past relationships, they consider this one the success. Otherwise, you'd be another statistic in their life. So they learned through all those other relationships what they wanted and needed in their life, and they chose to be with you. This is undeniable because you're still there with each other. So it could be reason one. But if it's not reason one, then it has to be reason too, which is after all the successful relationships they've had with people that appear to be great looking or wealthy or whatever, if you find yourself comparing you to them, you have no choice but to see that they have great taste and they chose you, making you the top pick, the winner. <laughs> Either case, you are what they've been looking for. If your partner had a string of losers, then they finally found someone that's not a loser and is actually showing up in the way they want and need. Or if you're jealous about your partner's exes and you think they're better than you, then why isn't your partner still with them? The reason is because you're the best and you will continue to be the best unless, like I said earlier, unless you start showing insecurity about their freedoms. And so the reason I gave you those two reasons... Either because you're not a statistic in their list of failures and you're finally the one they consider a success, or because they have such great taste, uh, everyone else wasn't good enough and you are the best. You're the winner. The reason I brought those up is because if you have jealousy based on who your partner dated or was married to or whatever in the past, you've got to remember one of those two reasons. You are there now. You are in that relationship. You are your partner's favorite, the best. The best. And how do you ruin that? You can be insecure. You can focus on everything that they're doing that makes you jealous and that causes the rift. So this is why I say, be careful about showing insecurity about their freedoms. And that leads us to number four. Your insecurity isn't about them. It's about you. It's about some need not being met in you, by you. And whether you're like me and your father disappeared early on in life Or a parent drank a lot of alcohol and wasn't there for you. Or you were taught to be a people pleaser and make sure everyone was happy but you. Whatever the case, insecurities that come up in you are about you. And those feelings need to be processed. Whether that's through talking about it with your partner or a friend or a therapist or just working on your self-worth and self-esteem. Believe me, the more worthy you feel, the less jealous you'll feel. And I'm going to say there is some ego involved here. Which brings us to number five, if your self-esteem and self-worth are low, it's time to raise those things so that you raise your levels of surety and security in yourself. Now that might mean you show off in a particular area of life. For example, if you wear makeup, make yourself up nice. It doesn't have to be every day, but every now and then, make your whole self up. Not just the makeup, wear your clothes proud, talk as if you know you're all that. You may feel awkward or even stupid if you don't normally do this, but you'd be surprised how people treat you when you show up knowing you are great. And this isn't about being arrogant or righteous or egotistical. It's about loving yourself so much that you walk around with pride in who you are and what you are. Because if you aren't happy with who you are, of course you're going to be jealous. Which leads to number six. And this is the final one and probably the most important. Boundaries, 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 boundaries. If you haven't heard my shows on boundaries, dip into the archives at theoverwhelmedbrain.com and check them out. Your boundaries define what is and is not acceptable in your life. When you let people walk all over you, that's a boundary violation, and you need to say something. If you don't want to work on the weekend and have something planned, but your boss says, I need someone this weekend, can you work? And your old people pleaser kicks in and says, I guess I can do it. Then you're allowing others to violate your boundaries. People don't violate your boundaries. You violate your own boundaries by saying yes to what you don't want in your life. And as you start to enforce your boundaries, you start to understand and define yourself bit by bit. You get to know yourself. You get to show the world who you are more and more because you allow who you are and what you want to come out. When you say no to what you don't want and yes to what you do, you develop more confidence in yourself. You get to know yourself so well that you stop focusing on other people's freedoms and focus on your own. You become independent of former dependencies. And if you found yourself always seeking validation from your partner before, you transition into finding that validation in yourself. It doesn't mean you don't want it from your partner or you can't get it. It just means that you aren't so dependent on them showing up exactly the way you want them to show up. You give other people their freedoms, and this is going to sound a little harsh, by not having to waste their time and energy making you feel loved and secure in yourself. In fact, the more you allow you to show up in the world by letting the world know what is acceptable and what is not, the more the right people who want you to be happy will want to be with you. When you define your boundaries, you define the guidelines for your life and you also create the structure that lets everyone know, including yourself, how you deserve to be treated. And as you enforce your boundaries more and more, you will feel more secure in yourself because you'll know what you want and you'll know who you are. And that's the most vital point in this whole episode is knowing who you are and knowing what you'll accept and what you won't accept. Because when you enforce those boundaries, you become very clear on what you deserve and what you don't deserve. And that clarity makes you feel good about yourself. And when you feel good about yourself, it's hard to be jealous because you know you're good, because you know you're great, because you know you've done the work, because you know that you're authentic. And if so-and-so doesn't want someone good and authentic and happy, then they're probably not the right person for you anyway. So my final words on jealousy are to remember That the more you fear about what someone else does with their time, it takes away all the time and energy that you need to be investing in your own personal development. I mean, yes, you can have fears and you can talk about them with people you love, but when you allow those fears to take control of another person so that they can only do what you define for them, you'll make them want to run. Thanks so much for joining me today. I hope this was helpful. Um, Stick around because during the outro where the music's playing and I say my thank yous and my goodbyes, I'm going to share with you two things that helped me out of my jealousy. I think it'll be very helpful. We'll be right back after this. Mm Thank you for listening to another episode of the overwhelmed brain. I want to thank our sponsor native, go to native and use the promo code brain during checkout to get $20 off your first order. And I want to thank a few people who have donated to the show. I am very grateful to Maggie. Thank you so much, Maggie above and beyond. Thank you so much. Anne and Veronica. Thank you guys. I think I thanked Veronica a couple months ago, but I wanted to make sure that I got everyone, people who are donating really help keep this show going and uh, it tells me that you really value what you're hearing here and that gives me a good boost <laughs> it makes me feel good knowing that you're getting value here so thank you to those who have donated and thank you to the members of the patron program over at patron.theoverwhelmedbrain.com that's p-a-t-r-o-n Com. you are consistent givers and i appreciate you i am consistently grateful for you If you are getting value from this show and you want to show your support through a one-time donation or a consistent membership, head over to patron.theoverwhelmedbrain.com. And of course, if you're a member in the patron program, you'll have access to a bunch of free workbooks, a bunch of free podcast episodes that you've never heard. Some go deeper than what I normally do on the public airwaves here. And you'll have access to the video archives and discounts on some products. There's all kinds of things over there. So check it out, patron.theoverwhelmedbrain.com. Thank you, patron members. I appreciate you. And jealousy would be a great, great subject for love and abuse over at loveandabuse.com. That's my other podcast if you're not familiar with it. If you're having any type of relationship difficulty, check out Love and Abuse. It's a podcast I've been doing since February of 2019. And I think it's a valuable resource to help you identify unhealthy communication and toxic behavior. And in fact, uh, I am transcribing the episodes now. So if you're the type of person that likes to read, uh, go over to loveandabuse.com and you're going to find a bunch of episodes have already been transcribed and a bunch more are coming. And uh, also with the overwhelmed brain, I'm going to be transcribing more episodes of the overwhelmed brain so that they are really long blog articles on the website, but That helps people that may prefer uh, reading over listening or reading while you listen, so on and so forth. So you can check those out. And also, let me remind you of the Safe Empowerment System for Social Anxiety. I created this system a few months ago, spent a lot of time on it to help you get out of social anxiety. But not only that, it has morphed into something that helps you get out of general anxiety as well. So if you carry around anxiety, This might be the system that not only helps you diminish it, but dissolve it. And that's important. You don't want to carry that stuff around with you because it can be very destructive in many ways. So check out the Safe Empowerment System over at quietbegins.com. And finally, I'd like to thank Kevin McLeod of incompetech.com for some of their music transitions in the overwhelmed brain. And uh, in closing, I told you I was going to tell you my journey out of jealousy. And it involves uh, two major things that I went through. One of them was really getting to the bottom of the barrel. And what I mean by that is I experienced so much pain from all the breakups that I went through that I had no choice but to get a handle on my jealousy because that was a big part of it. I was jealous and possessive, and I was always trying to restrict my partner from doing things that I didn't want them to do. I would make them feel bad. So the pain of breaking up all these times Uh, allowed me to finally focus on today and what I had in front of me today instead of what I might not have tomorrow. I chose to live every day with my partner as if tomorrow wasn't going to come. It made me live in the present moment because if tomorrow wasn't going to arrive, wouldn't that change how you look at today? For me, it did. I decided to just develop an attitude and and a perspective that tomorrow may not come. And so it's vital that I focus on what I have today and enjoy what I have right now. And that made me feel so much more connected to the person that was standing right in front of me. And I remember at the beginning of this relationship, my girlfriend asked me, you know, with all these breakups that you had, aren't you afraid that I'll break up with you too? (laughs) She actually asked that, which is a good question. You know, she wanted to know where I was with that. Am I secure in myself now? And I said, you know, I look at every day as a day I get to spend with you. I don't think I said those exact words, but they were pretty much, I don't think about what could happen because what I have right now is so great. And she chewed on that for a little bit because it's not something she was used to hearing. Because, you know, if you have all this history and history keeps repeating itself, it can be hard to think that it won't repeat itself. But in a way that helped me. It actually helped me to think that, you know, she could leave me any day because I would tell myself, well, then I better enjoy what I have now. That changed everything for me. At least it changed most things for me. It helped me focus on what was most important right now because I could lose it at any moment. And that really took me out of future thinking and past fears. And it just put me in a space of being very, very connected. So that was one. The the second thing that um, helped me journey out of jealousy was facing what I was so afraid of happening head on. In other words, I faced what I was jealous about. I, I faced what I feared. Like, why was I jealous? I would ask myself that question. Why am I jealous? Well, what if somebody comes along and takes her away from me? Then I would ask myself drill down questions like, okay, if she runs off with that guy, how is that a problem for me? And i think about it, and i come up with a bunch of answers, and then I'd question those answers. For example, so I'd be heartbroken, and I'd feel betrayed and alone. Why is that such a big deal? That would be another question I'd ask. Why is that such a big deal? And of course, the immediate answer is, oh, that hurts. That's so awful. But why? Why, why does that hurt? Why is it so awful? And i come up with some more answers. And I know this line of questioning can sound depressing, but it can also lead to some deeply buried stuff. Like, you might want to ask, where does that feeling come from? You know, if, you, if you're answering these questions as you go along, like, uh, okay, she runs off with that person or he runs off with that person. How is that a problem for me? And then you tell yourself, well, I'd be heartbroken. I feel betrayed and alone. And then you'd ask, well, why is that such a big deal? And now you're in the deeper stuff. And then you'd come up with some more answers and then you'd ask yourself, well, where does that feeling come from? And how about this question? When is the first time I ever felt that way? How long ago was it? How old was I? What was happening in my life then? And you might find certain times in your life that you learned to develop this insecurity. My goal was to learn why I was so afraid of my girlfriend leaving me. I invested so much of my focus on her that I gave up on me. I wanted to make sure that she was happy, so that's where my focus was. That was the downfall for almost all of my relationships. Most of my girlfriends said that they wanted me to focus on me and my own happiness and make new friends so that they weren't burdened with my neediness. In other words, they became tired of being my only source of happiness. And that meant I actually had to learn how to take me time and let her do the same. Part of my cure for jealousy was giving us both space to be ourselves so that we'd be more attracted to each other. Because I guarantee you it's very difficult to be attracted to someone who spends the majority of their time trying to please you. I know it sounds like the reverse would be true, but it's very difficult to get to know the real you if all you do is change who you are to serve someone else. And I say this because, you know, I talked about people pleasers earlier. Um, People pleasers are often jealous people. Not all of them, but there are a lot of people pleasers because they spend so much time doting on and serving the other person that when they don't get the same amount of attention back, it can turn into jealousy. It can turn into, hey, why aren't you doing enough for me? Hey, uh, why aren't you loving me enough? Like as much as I love you. And so the people pleaser will change themselves in hopes to show up as the person that they believe their partner wants them to be. When in reality, when you let go of changing yourself and let your partner be who they want to be, you get an authentic relationship. I mean, that's the key to strong, long lasting relationships. When both people show up as their authentic selves, not trying to burden the other person with the deception of being anyone else. When you are authentic, you release control. If you're always trying to control everything around you and the people around you, instead of doing that and you decide to become authentic, you get to express your thoughts. You get to express your feelings. You get to express your opinions. And you do. You let go of control. And I believe that the cure to jealousy is to allow almost every part of you to show up in the world so that you learn who supports you being yourself and who doesn't. Because there's no greater feeling being with people who support you being yourself. It's the ultimate feeling of acceptance. And that leads to feeling trusted, respected, appreciated, validated, and loved. And when you feel all of those things, jealousy doesn't even come into play. At least in your average healthy relationship. Not someone who's trying to pull the wool over your eyes. When you are with people that support you being your authentic self and you are a person that honors and enforces your boundaries, jealousy is going to have very, very little to feed on. And no matter where you are with jealousy, always continue to work on it yourself. Never try to pin your insecurity on your partner or other people. Healing from insecurity has to start and finish inside of you. Because once you heal through that, you'll be able to see the world a lot clearer. And that clarity is what gives your brain a rest So you don't have fearful thoughts all the time. And when you're around people that you love and they love you and you don't have fearful thoughts, they wanna be closer to you. They wanna spend more time with you. They want to see you smile. So as you move through the challenges in life, always keep an open mind so that you can step into your power. This will help you be firm in your decisions and actions so that you can create the life you want. Always take steps to grow and evolve You are powerful beyond measure and above all, and this is something I absolutely know to be true about you. You are amazing.